Iconic companies have asked us to think differently, and iconic people have told us we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. CLD Stories and Lessons offers unique perspectives into common encounters, where we believe it is only through imagination and purpose-driven curiosity that we can adjust our thinking and create a new reality. Okay, so on number two, it says have a negotiating strategy. Your counterpart certainly will, and it talks about you know negotiations in China being a marathon, not a sprint. How face-to-face -face meetings. Are generally how negotiations is done, and of course that's because Chinese need to meet you face to face to begin to develop that guanxi relationship.、Uh, it states that you know foreign companies a lot of times、uh, they'll do their negotiations、um, by phone or video conference, and that's generally、uh, not the best way to do things in China. What it also says, it says that you want to keep accurate meeting notes for both you and the parties to sign off on, and to have a clear idea of, and also to have a clear idea of where you want to be in the end, and how you plan to get there. So I actually think that the two last points, these mindsets, are both wrong.、Um, yes, you can keep accurate、uh, meeting minutes or meeting notes for yourself, but If you force the other party to sign off on that,、uh, that's really setting a bad tone for how the partnership is going to go. And、um, it's also not generally a good idea to be really specific as far as what goals you want to achieve or what concessions that you want to make,、uh, because being successful in China is about having flexibility. And when you understand the negotiations and process in China, you'll also learn that the negotiations actually begins after the contract is signed. So these dichotomies make the general Western approach to negotiations actually、uh, counterproductive to achieving number one a good relationship and number two a good outcome. Okay, so number three, understand that China. Uh, understand that negotiating China is a team sport. Okay, so what this is basically saying is that you are likely to face a team of negotiators, and it's really important to understand who the real decision maker is in the group. So、uh, while that is true,、uh, oftentimes there's something that we call phantom stakeholders, and a lot of times the phantom stakeholder or the real decision maker might not even be present during the negotiations. So just to try to identify. Who is the kind of highest level authority within the team of negotiators that comes over? That's kind of, in my opinion, kind of a wasteful exercise because, in reality, everyone that you negotiate with or everybody who's at the negotiating table has an influence, and they could also be a potential saboteur. What that means is, if you disrespect somebody in the group, like one person in the group, and that person might be a low level person. Uh, that person can still come around and sabotage what you want to achieve in the long run, and that's why this kind of tip or advice or key to success I don't really think provides any value to people who are actually going to China and negotiating. The real key to success is just focusing on developing guanxi relationships, and it's not just guanxi with the person you think 
is the key negotiator or the key decision maker, but it's really guanxi with everybody that you meet because ultimately Chinese people talk and you don't want people talking negatively about you and your organization、uh, when you're not at the table or when you're not there. Okay?